Hey, what's up? This is Ranting with Randy. I'm Randy, and this is a podcast about anything and everything that drives a sane person stark, raving mad. It could be about music, sports, weather, the bus, the train, crackheads, giant umbrellas in the rain, but this is about the virus, the coronavirus, and we got an East Coast, West Coast check-in, so without any further delay, let's see what Franklin's got to say. All right, this is it. We're back. East Coast, West Coast. One of us is locked down tighter than the other one. <laughs> and it's not us. We have more cases, and we're blowing up literally. We're up to 25,000 cases. A lot of them are in the city. More of them are dispersed amongst the outer boroughs uh, because of gatherings of all types and people just being fucking stupid. But Franklin is in the house via FaceTime on the phone. From your couch, in on the my bed, on your bed, in the from, on the bed from the burbs in Cali, Venice, where you're on a statewide lockdown of epic proportions because your governor just fucking turned off the business's water and power. To be clear, I'm in Los Angeles, not so far. From oh, sorry. Venice. But just in case anyone was like wanting to map me out, I just want to be like really longitudinally and latitudinally accurate. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. But no, so Mayor Garcetti just announced at 5 o'clock that he will be shutting off the water and the power for any non-essential businesses. Good for made. this fucking guy. Good for Couldn't him. Agree more. How does Couldn't he... More. He just... He is literally shutting off the power and the water because business owners cannot adult either. Yes, and so he's working with the LADWP to turn those. Whoa, that's a lot of letters. Those off. The you know the same as Con Ed. Yeah, but Con Ed sounds a lot easier than the LADWSYZ. Los, Los Angeles Department of Water and Power. Okay, well, damn it. So, and over the weekend, he said Garcetti said we've been seeing way too many people out on the beaches and the trails. We're shutting them down, and the parks. So, we're on pretty much lockdown aside from grocery wait dude stores. that's because you had the teenager that died i think that comes because you yeah. had the teenage you had the first teenager, teenager died. that died from the virus because teenagers exactly where are the parents of these kids look parents are 80 percent idiots you know that's <laughs> that's back of the napkin math but <laughs> being a parent certainly doesn't make you an intelligent person. A hundred, I agree with you a hundred percent. However, I would think that there's some adult, it's clearly not in this person's life because kids were going around like licking toilets and that challenge was absolutely like the, if, why that didn't get removed? Like why that was left to be on any of the interwebs is is beyond the pale of any comprehensible I mean TikTok uh, you know but I, they say it it has to get posted somewhere somebody has to be monitoring these platforms I mean it can't just be Nazis and white supremacists that Mark Zuckerberg hires to fact check shit look it was disgusting and it is disgusting and I I, I just don't know when these kind of outliers are going to start taking things seriously they're not they're going to be the ones that die they're going to it's going to be like mad max beyond thunderdome and i'm going to be tina turner bitch (laughs) i'm going to be tina turner what did she do yo she was a badass in her terror dome she did not play (laughs) 
but everybody else gonna be dead on the side of the road because they can't fucking listen. And then the people that live are the people that this is like sadly like this is Darwinism. This is like if you're yep. dumb, if you're a dumb fuck, you you'll be dead. If but don't dead me. Like go, you know, like that's the whole problem with this shit. We keep coming back to it. You know, I I feel for everybody except for this motherfucker at the coffee shop. I don't give a fuck about him. But all these other people, I understand you have a business. This is your livelihood. Your employees are gone. People's lives are wrecked forever. Everyone's life is fucking wrecked in some way forever. Absolutely. But uh, you wanted to talk about the economy. <laughs> no, I mean, look, it's not that I want to talk about the economy. I just wanted to say that I understand, like, the economic panic that, that small business owners and hourly employees and people who are working at startups and companies that don't have a humongous cash flow to support employees through this time. Like, I understand the panic, but the reality of it is that the economy will always come back up. The economy will always swing back up, and I'm sure that there will be a, a large number of people, or larger than we'd like, left without work, hopefully more temporarily. But, like, think about it. Disney shut down all their parks, so all of those people got laid off. But the hope is that in 8 to 12 weeks or 16 to 20 weeks or whenever we can start doing What is that again. in months? I hate when people do that. They're like, my kid is like 97 weeks old. Like, can your Divided kid, by four. Can your so, kid be like four? Okay. Like, so I hate... Five months. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care how old anyone's kid is, it's, to be honest. But you know how it is with dogs. They're like, how old is your dog? 37 weeks. I'm like, how no, the fuck no, old is that? Come on. No, dog owners are better than that. Parents love to say that. They love to be like, my kid is 107 weeks old. So. <laughs> like, how old is your fucking kid? I know. Okay, we'll say four to five months. Let's say, fingers crossed, in August, theme parks are open, movie theaters are open. A lot of these people will get their jobs back. Money will return to the economy. And we will eventually get back at least to, like, a sustainable living or a sustainable economy. But if we all say fuck it and we're all dying, we're going to all die. And yeah. there won't be an economy. And I think it's not job. even dying. I have to honestly say, and this statistic is also scary, but they're saying, like, 43 or 44% of the, like the people say that the emotional toll of this, that it's taking on people is even, is, is, is scarier. Like, the, the PTSD and the psychological and emotional impact of this are going to have ripple effects because I, you, at some point, you have to, like, my whole thing is, and I told you this before, like, I don't stop moving and I don't stop doing things because the second I stop, the shit, like, sinks in and then it's, I'm petrified of that quiet time. I, I don't want that. I don't want to meditate. I don't want to find that zen. I need, talk to me. I would like ride with me, walk with me, sit on my roof with me. I don't give a fuck if I, if you're there, if you're not there, if I think somebody's showing up on like Instagram live, I'm better because you just, you don't want to be like the buzzing in your head is like, Oh my God, this is bad. And if these are the statistics, how am I not going to get it? Like, how am I, it becomes like almost like you play that track in your head. And I know if I stay home, I have a better chance. I'm not. Where am I going? I stay in my apartment all day. I'm, I'm really not going to get it. Like, I'm not. I right. wipe down all the boxes that I get delivered from Amazon. I, like, you know, I wipe down all the door handles. I don't go outside. I walk my dog once a day. I, I mean, but 43% of Americans said their emotional well-being had gotten worse. And the number was just 29% last week. Oh, and I guarantee you by next week it'll be like 75%. And I think... 
it's it's tough because when you when it really sets in, you realize I haven't touched a friend in two weeks. I haven't hugged anyone. Ah, it's so weird. I haven't seen anyone's face in my life in in days, soon to be weeks, and that's not how we're built as people. So it's yeah. just absolutely traumatizing. And to the uncertainty of it all, to not know the next time I can hug my mom or my friend or the next time I can literally just go over my friend's house and hang out on the couch. Uh, it's or, crazy, like, right? It's absolutely, that is the most upsetting part of it. It's like, it's not so much, like, if I, if they were like, if this was something where it's like, you can't do things outside, but you can still see people inside. Like, I think that would be better. But it's the, like, absolute isolation of yeah. it all that it's PTSD to the max. Imagine next year when, like, somebody gets the flu. People are going to be, like, freaking out. PTSD back to this situation is going to be another coronavirus. Well, they say situation. Singapore is already... Singapore just shut back down again because they're afraid of a second wave. That this is... This is this is why people are with functioning brain cells are freaking out about this orange fuck stick who's like Easter is a beautiful time. It's a beautiful timeline. I think it'll be a beautiful time for everybody to go back and pack the churches. Meanwhile, we're like Hag Sameach, motherfucker, hard Passover. No one's going to Easter service. This is right. not happening. I mean, hard like, what are you doing? I mean, I was grateful to see Fauci back today, though. Were you? But did you see how controlled he came in? He cleaned up the mess of the comment that he made. And then this poor Bricks woman, Dr. Bricks or Burks or whatever her Burks, name is. Yeah. Burks, sorry. Like, she was left up there to fend for herself. And, and, and she really couldn't handle it. Like, she was so overwhelmed. And so she really tried to, like, block him out. And when he would say dumb shit to her, she would just keep plowing through with what she was talking about. She was a done deal. Nobody, sadly, even wants to hear from her anymore because she tried to do a little bit of ass-kissing of his, a little of, you know, listen to what the president says, but you also have to take it. No, absolutely not. I mean, Cuomo today, the one thing that this guy emphatically did was kick the shit out of the federal government. And he never mentioned Trump by name. He just kept saying the federal government. It was very clear who right. he was talking about. And he was like, the federal government is not doing their job. It was the best quote I've ever seen. Because he was like, hey, guys, come on. You want to build a ship? Hey, you want to build some bombs and some planes? Let's get together and build some rockets. Because planes are flying over our head and dropping. But he was being, he was being such a typical New York dick. Yeah. That everybody that got that and understood, I'm sure it went over some people's heads and people thought he was just like, they couldn't understand the message that he was trying to put across, which was like, no, that's not how you do it. You don't like right. fucking piecemeal building ships and ventilators. You don't just like ha put up a Google meeting of like, hey, anybody that wants to build a ventilator, come join our Google spreadsheet. Like, it's not how it works. And he's like, no. you want to send us 400 ventilators? Congratulations. We need 30,000. Right. What is your 400 going to help? And he and now everybody now New Orleans feels like they're being overlooked. And now all these other places are like, "Well, where are our ventilators and why aren't we getting any help from the federal government because the federal government isn't helping anybody." So and and this guy's worried about like the beautiful stock exchange and it's a beautiful building. Well, no, if everybody's dead, they're not going to be able to go into any building. I mean, this is what we keep coming back to. Right. So I'm not right. I mean, yeah. I'm I I talked to another one of my friends who's 
who's a OBGYN. She's a Nick nurse. She's an ER OBGYN NICU nurse. She literally texted me. to. I, I texted her, hey, how are you, from my couch where I feel like a useless lump. Like, And she said, okay, I guess. I'm home right now. Going back to work a little bit more. I can't read. Oh, I, maybe I can read the text because it's on my, uh, I can pick it up on my, oh, yeah. Here. Hi. This is the text. Hi. We're okay. Not loving tiny living while homeschooling and everyone home all the time, but we're all healthy, thank God. I'm working a little more. It's a little weird in the hospital. No one really seems to know what to do. People steal masks. They've completely stopped any visitors, and I feel so bad for these patients. They have to deliver and become parents with only staff. And everyone is being discharged home early. I'm off a few days now. Could be better. Could be worse. Baked a pie, though. How are you? Yeah. They're stealing masks! No, I know, and I heard that there's this... Did you see that video that went viral? I think her Instagram name is, like, Keeping It Kinky or something like that. She's oh. a nerd. No. <laughs> I, I think it's a reference to her hair, not, not a sexual oh. reference. okay. But well, sorry. <laughs> something like that. Maybe I'm getting it wrong. But she's a nurse. I want to say... I don't know where. But, but anyway, her video went, like, incredibly viral about, like, not to go to the ER if you're just, like, sneezing, like, everyone's overwhelmed, whatever. But she did, like, a follow-up video today just talking about how many new mothers are – or how many nurses are having to deliver babies and be in the room in place of the father or the partner or the other person who should be in the room. And, like, you know, what – how the toll this is taking not just on patients but on, obviously, nurses and doctors and, like, medical yeah. people – doing triple quadruple time and playing roles that they never had to play before. Like they have to be these, these soon to be mothers total support system because they don't have their partner. I can't. And that is why any normal human fucking being that can't handle sitting on their fucking couch and has to complain while these people are putting their lives on the line, literally physically, emotionally, mentally doing all of those things for other people and you and you're you're gonna you need to go to the bodega to buy your fucking blunt rollers fuck you i know you need your fucking dunkin donut fuck you you need your fucking cappuccino fuck you make it at home make a fucking sacrifice like even a week ago i under like there was a part of me that was like i understand why people are trying to hold on to like a, a an inkling of normalcy and just going to grab a coffee or going to going out to do something real quick, but that's over. And it's so clear now that that's over and we need to stop doing that. I'm not mad at somebody who was doing that a week ago, but I'm angry at someone who's doing it. I was a little mad. I was a little mad. You were really mad. You were really mad. I just don't, but I was still trying to get it. Like I was, I was still trying to be like, okay, people, people we're trying to avoid this feeling mentally like they're feeling now it's crazy how drained you can feel at the end of the day where like you did nothing dude hello i was literally prying my eyeballs open at the end even though the dj thing got cut off tonight i really i was exhausted it's exhausting to be stressed the mental toll it takes is is you i mean we all know that it's a grind it's it's but you really understand and and realize what we take for granted like totally. all of the things that we take for granted. And I wonder, I really, I was talking to, I was, I, I had this conversation with somebody else. Like what is going to happen? Like, will any, what percentage of people will just go back 
to normal, like this never, is there anyone that's going to be like, oh, I'm back, back to work, back in the subway, back on the street, back to doing... Oh, I think, I think that at least 50% of people will. How does this, how, how does this not leave a drastic impression, like, on your brain? You have to have no soul. You have to have no soul to not be impacted or affected by this in a way. And I, and I know everybody deals with it differently, and I'm not saying it's how you process shit. I'm just saying that there, I don't think that there will ever be the normal that there was before this. I don't I think. I hope there isn't. I hope that there isn't. Because we were on a path to hell. Like, like this is, and we are, but like the environment was on a path to be destroyed. We yes. are, we are working 40, 50 hours a week to make money for other companies because that's what we value. We are. We don't have healthcare. We don't yeah. value anything that's meaningful. Meanwhile, so, speaking of healthcare, why is it yeah. that Amy Klobuchar, whose husband is in the hospital with pneumonia and the coronavirus, can go can be on the hill, and and Bernie Sanders is nowhere to be fucking found? Why is that? Bernie Sanders is the flip side. Bernie Sanders is the liberally thinking flip side of Trump, and I said that in 2016. He is. For as liberal as he is and for as for his policies to be as, you know, socially, I don't know, conscious as they are, he is self-absorbed. He is full of himself. He thinks he's the only one who can do anything. And he doesn't know or care to collaborate or to yeah, focus he- on what's happening in front of him. He's only concerned with, like, his specific idea of the future. And that's why... He's, that's where he's at, where he's at. That's why he can't pull through, because he's just Trump, but not racist, you know, not... I think you should do the next rant with Lincoln. I don't think I need to be on it. I think the two of you could, like, go at it. I'm scared, no, I'm scared <laughs> of Lincoln. Lincoln, when Lincoln goes off, Lincoln goes off. Lincoln, Lincoln has been going off lately. Lincoln has been on a... Lincoln's been on a tear. It's, it's just been, I think it's... I think everybody is grasping at, at some at something, and everybody needs something to like vent at. I don't like some people like just sit on their couch and cry. Some people go for a run. Some people go for a bike. Some people write a lot or draw a lot. Some people have kids to take their mind think, or dogs or walk the dog or whatever. Yeah. But I, I I really think that I don't know what those people do that just don't get it. I've never. I guess you could never really, I, I was never able to wrap my head around what it's like for peop, for those people, and I know it's insulting, and I don't mean, to be so dumb, to be really so stupid. I know. And and, and so self-absorbed that, that nothing matters, like nobody else's life matters, but until, until it's your grandparent, until it's your mom, until, so, it's the same shit with the cops, it's the same anti-cop mentality and trust me I know there's plenty of shit wrong with the cops and I know that there's so, such tension and I'm not trying to go down that political road but you know who the first people you call are when shit hits the fucking fan the motherfucking cops I understand like it's, it's such a it's such a you're fucked either way so I mean why not like figure out a way to get the fuck along like I don't you know it's it's just Maybe that I think this is to get back to your point before I so rudely cut you off was that this is we've done fucked up enough of everything like the environment like relationships like you know we're never like, like my biggest and this is going off on a tangent a little bit well, but my really biggest, I, I know <laughs> my biggest problem over the last probably since 
you know, 2016 before the election is that our society, like, absolutely no longer tolerates nuance. We don't tolerate a gray area. We don't tolerate the idea that two things can be true at once. So for your example, the cops can do dickish, prickish, violent, terrible things, and they can also be the people who are going to save your ass in a bind and who actually are going to help you. Like, both of those things are true. And I understand there's privilege involved in my perspective. Please don't. No, there is. There is, but, like, but even, like, any social issue right now, anything that's going on, two things can be true about it at once. You, not everything is yes or no. Not every person is the worst or the best. Not every politician is the worst. Well, or I the think best. Trump is definitely the worst. I think that's Trump th- there's the an worst. exception. But Trump is, and there are. But that's what I'm saying. There are people who are terrible, and there are people who are generally angelic. But like for the most part, things contain multitudes, and there are everything is some sort of middle ground. But we're just unable to and unwilling to work toward a collaborative effort. We just want to point out why the other person is bad or wrong. Right. And saying, I see what you're saying here. I don't see it that way because of this. We both want to get to this. So can we maybe put the things that we don't agree about aside and figure out a way to get to, like, the greater good? We're just unwilling to do it. I mean, if you read any comment on any article that's, like, even slightly political or opinionated, it's gross. It's just, like, you suck because this, but you suck because this. You know, Kamala Harris is a cop. Well, Bernie Sanders is a this, and this and that. And it's, like, what do you want? Like, like what are you doing? I just hate all of it. I can't participate in it anymore. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I, 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 I don't know how you don't, I mean, I don't know how you don't participate. Like one minute I'm like, I'm not watching the news. The next minute I'm watching the news. The one minute I say I'm not watching this Trump clan rally. The next minute I'm watching the clan rally sitting on my couch screaming at the TV because everything is like a car wreck and you can't look away. It's like that rubbernecking. You, you, you know, it's bad. You look anyway. You wish you didn't look. You can't unsee yeah. it. Now it's in your head and now you have to fucking deal with it. And then that's where like, you you get like these weird. I don't know. I I, I mean, everybody is like. like okay, about- but like, even in like one day, like I feel like my mood changes like fifty seven times, and like nothing's really like ha- like I'll wake up and I'm in like in a real funk, and then I'll like go take Frank for a walk and have like a nice meeting with with someone a colleague that I like, and I'll feel a little bit better, and then I'll go for a run, and the exercise endorphins will kick in. Yeah, and then I come back home. And I'm like, fuck, and I want to cry. Like, my mood is changing so many times a day. And then I see Trump said something, and I I feel hopeless. And then I see Fauci said something that's more hopeful, and I feel a little better. It's like, this isn't a healthy way to, to be, to maintain, I don't think. No, I don't think it's healthy, but I don't think we, I think we have to find the balance. And I think by doing all those things is finding the balance. It's like me, like, I know that, constantly moving you would think i would pass out and sleep for like 18 hours yeah i don't know why you don't sleep because you know what i don't think i can i don't honestly i don't think i could turn my brain off i can't turn my brain off anyway like let's let's wind back to like before this started i only needed four or five hours of sleep normally because that i mean when you live around old people like i did for such a long time old people never sleep so you're constantly have one ear open plus it's your grandparents so you're worried so you're constantly kind of 
half sleeping and like wondering like what you're going to hear. If you're going to hear like a thump and something's going to like, you're going to wake up and like find my grandmother like naked who missed a step into the bathtub or like, you know, which has happened before. Like, I mean, that's just life. Like, you know, like you drop your glass, she would drop her glasses. And then the next thing you know, she would be like on the floor. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Laid out on the floor. I'm like, what happened? So I think for me, it sleep. I never needed a lot of sleep. It was also like with sports, you're up at like six in the morning. It was two a days all the time, constantly. You're up you're in the gym. Your body's constantly going. And then it was Club Med, and I never slept. And then it was Kansas, and you never sleep. You literally sleep standing up at a paint frame, holding a cup with paint in it, like trying to like see through like eyes that are like completely bloodshot in the same clothes that are like literally stuck to your body. And I just never, and that was fine. And I loved it. I wasn't complaining. I'm, trust me, that is not a complaint. That was what I enjoyed doing. And I had amazing experiences and I learned a shit ton. I met amazing people and all that stuff. But you would think now that I would be like just emotionally and mentally drained that my body would be like, okay, you don't have to wake up for anything tomorrow. There's the park will be there. The dog walk will be there. Kircher, if he has to go, will wake you up. And yet every morning without an alarm, five o'clock, five thirty, I'm up. Like, no, tired, but like, I'm up, and then I can't go back to sleep. And so I'm like, I, I, I can understand how people are like, okay, I need to take something to sleep, or I'm gonna have a glass of wine, or maybe I'll have four glasses of wine, or there went yeah. the whole bottle of wine, or I'm just gonna smoke some weed before I go to bed, or now I'm smoking like eight pounds of weed before I go to bed. Like, I, it's for me. I've always been, like, I don't want to start that because I'm, I'm more afraid of, like, I know my personality. I know the progression. I'm be like, I'm not high enough, so let me smoke some more. And I'm, I'm not high enough. Like, whenever I did that, I was always smoking with someone. So there was always someone I trusted there that would be like, okay, Randy, like, that's enough. Like, yeah. you know, or it's a lot better, like, if you smoke with someone. Like, yeah. first of all, the weed goes faster. You don't have as much. And, like, you smoke it, and it's, like, two people. And then somebody's, like, they're looking out for you. Not that I can't be responsible. And, like, if I have a migraine, like hit the pipe twice and, like, take two hits and, like, hope it takes my migraine away medicinally and, like, go to bed. But, like, still, I I think it's, all like, those type of behaviors, you have to find a balance. And it's hard to find a balance when now it's like, oh, I used to go outside to run in the park. Now they close the fucking park. Right. Now I'm stuck walking up and down the five flights of stairs in my apartment. Uh, You know, and you don't want to touch the railings. And then you go into your apartment and then you do, like, 27 push-ups on the floor. Like, it, it, I, I get... I get the strain and the drain and the constant roller coaster of emotion. And you don't even really watch the news that much, as much as me. You you are not like no. you are not neck deep watch, in the Twitterverse like me. I'm not on Twitter and I don't watch the news at all. I, I check CNN, the app, like a few times throughout the day. I check KTLA because it's the local news, and I feel like local things that will impact me are there. And then my friend Justin is like a news head. My friend Christine is a news head, and they update me all day on like stuff that's crazy. But I, it's not. It doesn't help me at all when I like find myself in that, in that like spin of it. But I don't know. It's just it's. It's not that I don't want to be informed. I just don't want to get like sucked down that hole. Wow, you know it's bad. The Waffle House just closed 365 locations. They should really close them all. Wait, permanently or like No, for now. You know oh. because the Waffle you know the Waffle House has their own index of like to determine the scale of disasters that people actually follow. Like the really? fucking Waffle House has like a disaster index. And like people really? are like, "Oh my god, 15 Waffle Houses are closed. It's really fucking bad." 
Like, 300... I think every Waffle House should be closed. I think, like, that's great for the Waffle House, but that's enough. And why did the FDA just suspend routine food inspection? Like, why is that happening? Like, so now the Federal Drug Administration is not inspecting food? Wait, they closed? They didn't close. Let's see. I, I mean, I don't usually take the deep dive. FDA suspends routine food inspections amid coronavirus pandemic. About 77% of the U.S. food supply is regulated by the FDA. Oh, they're halting all routine surveillance inspections of facilities that manufacture food and other FDA-regulated products. Why? The FDA will continue to address critical for-cause inspections, those involving specific problems that have come to their attention, and to respond to nat natural disasters. That's... They're, oh, you know why? Because it's going to come why? down to there's fewer workers in the plants. Uh, Those who show up may be too tired or stressed, which could lead to more mistakes that slip through the cracks. And right. internal and third-party audits may also decline due to the pandemic because everybody's scared of getting sick. Nobody wants to be around another human being right now. Dude, this shit is getting crazier by the second. It's the weirdest shit. It is the weirdest shit. But do you think that at some point it will lead us to understand all the things that we can do without and maybe all the processes that are in place that are... You are you know, really... You really want to... You really want to scream from them, preach from the mountaintops. Do you want me to get you two I'm tablets? I'm I'm Moses! Moses! I'm, I'm just questioning. I'm just thinking, like... Like you said, is it going to be the same when this is over? Like... Are there things that we don't need to be the same? Are we trying to learn? I'm not saying... I, I think there's a lot of things that we, we don't need to be the same. I think I would, there's... I would like my food to be inspected. I'm not... That that just made me think of it, but that is not one that I would want to give away. Yeah. I'm just saying, like... I think food inspections are important. I think make, being yes. prepared for disasters in a first world country is important. I yeah. think that, you know... Not having emergency room doctors wear garbage bags on their head in an operating room is important. Yeah. I right. think not electing a reality star schmuck bag to be the fucking president is important. Like, these are important things. I think maybe, I really hope that people wake the fuck up and real. you know what's important that I think also for me, I didn't pay so much attention to, and I had this discussion with Lincoln even before this coronavirus shit started, I, and this was because of the last election. I was not as engaged in politics, and it doesn't have anything to do with my age. And I, it does. I think it just has something to do with knowledge and like being more exposed to things. And you know, I don't know. Maybe that does have something to do with my age. I'm not, like, well, it didn't feel dire. It never felt dire. Right, me. and like, and I think yeah. I think it also comes down to like a lot of things in life. You don't pay attention to them until they directly affect you like you don't really pay attention to cancer unless someone in your family or your friends get it you don't really pay attention to parkinson's unless you work with people that you know work with people with parkinson's you don't pay attention to issues surrounding the elderly if you don't like volunteer in a nursing home you don't know about rescuing pit bulls or dogs until you rescue one or know people that have them like i think you know, you don't know about look. You don't know about issues in the hood. Like I said this all the time, until you actually are in the hood and like talk to people in the hood. I don't, I don't know about like rich white elitist problems because I don't talk to many rich white elitist people. So I don't, I don't understand the fears of someone like Steve Ballmer, 
who literally just paid $400 million in cash to buy the forum. $400 million. The dude lost $3.8 billion in the market crash this past week and still had $400 million cash. Cat, where do you keep four hundred? Do you own the whole bank? Is it like just? Is it a Fort Knox like in your backyard? Like, where does one keep four? What does that even look like? It looks like investments, I'm sure, of some kind. But I certainly don't. It's have cash, any dude. It's not like bank. It's not like stocks in like an envelope. Where it's cash. No, he cashed it out. He sold. Probably sold stocks for it. It's like assets. It's not necessarily like a suitcase of cash. Maybe it is. I don't know. I don't have access to four hundred million dollars. But I don't even. I can't even wrap my head around like the prop. Like what the problems that Steve, someone like Steve Ballmer has. Like, and he's no. like maybe like the point one percent. He's like not even the one percent. He's like within the higher echelon of the one percent. Like the Mark Cuban, the Bill Gates, like that billionaire, like Bloombergy. Like I could spend seven hundred million dollars and still have 800 I don't even know how it breaks down like billions yeah. to millions to trillions to whatever but the guy literally like had 400 million dollars in cash laying around and bought a fucking building and well, I mean so his problems are different to get back to what I was saying, like you don't know it's like that whole thing I guess it comes back to that you know you have to walk a mile in somebody else's shoes to really know like, you don't Definitely. really know, like, issues. Like, I will never know what it's like to be a trans person and what they go through, and it's... Because I'm not trans, I will never be that. But you, you have to learn how to empathize and understand people, like you were saying very yeah. eloquently about, like, you know, people need to find an area where they can meet in the middle. And But also, like, I mean, there's there's a protection element of that because we can't constantly be worried about every single problem that exists mm -hmm. so i think there's a there's a piece of it that's like we can really only focus on the things that are going on in our lives that's not to say we can't help causes and donate money and time and but it would be hella less stressful if we knew hella. that other people had that same mindset in whatever totally. niche community that they were in totally and then everybody if you if your paths crossed you knew at least it would be, there would be that common ground and it wouldn't be like, oh, while we're crossing, I'm going to punch you in the face and then kick you in the fucking nuts. Like, it's not. Totally. It, and it's not a competition, like, as whose problems are worse. It's like, can we just be supportive to each other? No, my problems are always worse, dude. It's just, that's but, not. It's just, a, <laughs> it, that is just not up for debate. <laughs> okay. My B, my B. Yeah. But, Definitely. you know, interestingly, though, the only other thing I'll say is that it's interesting to watch upper middle class and wealthy people who had children under the assumption that other people would take care of their children now have to care for their children. And I'm not saying that to shit on anybody, but, yeah. you know, there are a lot of people who had two or three kids under the assumption that they would be able to have a nanny every day and send their kids to after school activities and essentially be responsible for their kids from, you know, six to 8 PM and on the weekends and not have to change their working lives and not have to really do that much to shift what their lives were before they had kids. Um, 
And now that nannies have to watch their own children because their own children are out of school and after school activities are canceled, you're seeing a lot of these parents who were going to use, whose plan was always to use their funds to support the majority of their childcare. They can't do it anymore. And they're really learning what it's like for a single mom who works 18 hours a day and has to figure out where her kid is going to go. Like, that's now maybe they're walking a little bit in those shoes. You know, it what was I mean? the best. That was one of the best memes to come out. Like that was like one of the best. I think it said something to, to the effect of now no one will ever question what it's like to be a stay at home mom ever again. Like it I was, it that. was fucking oh, brilliant. Yeah. It was fucking brilliant. It was absolutely really brilliant because they used to get ripped on. Oh, you don't really do anything. You're stay at home mom. Like, oh, it's so easy. And what? Dude, I was like, somebody's going to get their ass kicked for saying, like, you would think, like, how dare you say that? Yeah. You know? And it's like, even for, like, stay-at-home mom, stay-at-home dad, whatever. I mean, there's plenty of dads that are out there, too, like, with this whole gender, you know, however they want to be identified. Like, but for the sake of this conversation, we'll just say mom and dad. Uh, But even the dads were like, hey, we're here, too. Like, you know, what what if the person in the relationship is like, the, the woman going to work. Like, the mom is the doctor in the family, and she's the one going on. So the dad is home, and the dad is like, whoa. You know, uh-oh. Like, now I'm home with the kids, and, like, what am I supposed to do? Like, hello, we're, you, you can't knock that shit. I don't... I mean, look, like, and there are not just stay-at-home parents. There are single parents who work and take care of their kids and don't have any child care help and, and figure out a way to do it themselves, whether they're after-school kids or they leave them at a friend's house. Like... You know, it's. I think I think people who are privileged, myself completely included, are now losing a lot of that privilege that we had because we're all kind of forced to face these like shittier situations, and we're realizing how easy it was. Yeah. When we had access to things because of like money or power or a company that we worked for giving us that access. Yeah. It's so. Listen, I had to sit here. It's also interesting, like, I had to sit here, I literally had to talk my friend into not going to see her boyfriend on Friday. I was like, are we, I was like, are we having this conversation? Because I asked, because she, she lives here in the hood, on the east side, and he's up in the Bronx, she has a kid, he has a kid, so they're like, you know, this blended relationship, and I was like, asked how he was doing, I called, I asked how she was doing, and then... She asked how I was, whatever. I was like, oh, so what do you, you know, how's things? What are you going to do? She's like, oh, this Friday I'm going to see the ninja. Well, I call him the ninja. And uh, I, she was like, oh, I'm going to go see the ninja on Friday. I said, what? She was like, yeah. I'm, I'm like, first of all, I'm like, what, is he staying with you? No, he's up in the Bronx. Oh, how are you getting to the Bronx? I'm like, you're taking the fucking train. She doesn't take the train. She's like, I'm like, you're taking the train? She's like, no, I'm taking an Uber. I said, I said what? Oh, yeah. She said, oh, they... All these Uber drivers are coming. They all wear masks. They all have lights all over the car. Everything's like that. I said, what if... I said, are you out of your motherfucking mind? I said, what if one person missed one spot wiping down that Uber? And what if the guy tells you, I wiped it down, and he never did? Or you wipe it down yourself, and you miss a spot, and you touch a door handle. Then you go over to see the ninja, and you give the ninja whatever you got. And then you come home, and you give it to your kid. I said, dude... You worked. Too, I almost had her crying. I almost had her crying oh. in her bed because I said you worked too. Dim-. She's a single fucking mom and she busts her ass 
for, to raise that kid. She did yeah. everything right. She played the fucking system. If you want to talk about, she's got to get. If you want to talk about somebody who knew everything they had to do to get that kid into a private school because they knew that there was a ratio of kids that needed to be in that goddamn school and there were scholarships for X number of minority kids and she was like, you're taking mine and she made sure her daughter got, and her kid is whip smart and she, you know, is involved in all these different things and, and you know, she, she keeps herself together and she stays her ass in the house and she doesn't fuck around on the block and, you know, she ha- you know, Linda looks out for her, but I was like, you're going to go, you're going to, dude, you, who's going to take care of your kid? I said, you work this hard raising this kid and you're going to risk that to get in a fucking Uber to go, to go. I said, dude, you better have some fucking phone sex. You better put that FaceTime on. You better have plenty of batteries. Now, I was not playing. I do not give a fuck. Yeah. She was like, girl, you're going to make me cry. I said, I'm not making you cry. You're going to thank me when you stay the fuck alive. Then you come back and say, wow, damn. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't believe I was having this conversation growing my age. You're going to put your kid's life at risk so you could go have two hours with your man? Fuck out of here. I was like, no. Yeah. And she was like, okay. No, because you know what? You know how it is. Your word is your bond. And I I mean, I said, give me your word. I said, give me your word right now. I said, if you give me your word, I know you're not going. I said, if you don't give me your word, we're done. We're done. I'd walk away from that. It's the same way I walked away from all that other shit in the hood. They knew the boundaries. I said, no guns. And no drugs. You want to do, do dirt when I'm not around and I can't see it and I don't know about it? That's on you. I know you hug the block. I know you can't stay inside. I know you do what you got to do. I choose. I know what my choices are. Right. Those are my people like that for the longest time. Like, that was my family. Those are my friends. They, I mean, dudes were like hanging out and playing spades, ball, DJing, partying, house parties, all this shit. The second, the second I saw the gun come out, Grab my bag, grab my shit. I ran like a motherfucker. You people must have been being like, uh oh, some pop off the white chicks running out the neighborhood. Yeah. And I ran straight down the pissy steps, right out the building as the cop whoop whoop as the cops were flying up. I was like whoop the other way. Yeah. Cut erased every. That was when cell phones first came out. I remember I had like a I don't know if it was a BlackBerry or like a StarTac or some shit like that. Took all the numbers out of my cell phone. Cut every one of those motherfuckers off. And until I moved back up into this apartment... Wow, this is a real yeah. tangent. I'm, am I telling this story? Really? Yeah. And then, I, and then I literally walked past the dude that I pulled away from the door who was holding the gun at the peephole, telling this dude, tell me one more time to turn my music down, motherfucker. And the guy on the other end of the door was like, don't make me count to ten. I reached in this dude's pants... I didn't even know if that was a... I really did not... I was like, is that a real gun? I was like telling this guy... I didn't know... I didn't know the red thing on the side was the safety was on or off. I was like... Dude was... Thank God he was little. The dude also had a Napoleon complex. He was like my size. I reached in this motherfucker... He just... His baby mom has just had a baby, which is my friend's niece who lived with her. I was like, this is absolutely out of control. Reached in his pants, dragged his ass down the hallway, threw him in the apartment, got my bag, ran outside, jumped on the train, came home deleted every number out of my phone, cut everybody off, and they knew why. Yeah. Nobody called. They knew why. And I, when I moved into this apartment, he was one of the... The dude I pulled away from the door was one of the first dudes that I walked by in the neighborhood on my block, past the building, and I was like, shit, now everybody's going to know that I'm up here. Because at that point, I wasn't, I wasn't living up here. 
Yeah. So it was weird. But anyway, all I'm saying is everybody's got to have parameters and boundaries. That was a really long-ass roundabout way to get to that, which was probably way too much information. But it's the point that, you know, you got to be willing to take a risk and cut people. You have to be able to say either you're going to do this for me or, or I'm done with you. Yeah. And that was what it took to get her to stay home on Friday and not go see this guy. And I wonder how many people. And then I got off the phone with her and I'm like, how many people are Linda and are like, damn, I want to go see my man. I want to go see my person. Like, I want to. I, I, fuck it. I'm going. And I was like, yeah. oh, fuck it. No, you're not. And how many people don't have someone, like, not that that I'm saying, like, okay, everybody, how many people don't have a friend that's going to be, like, don't do that? Yeah, like a a check, a check and balance to say, actually, I think that's a bad idea. Put it in their head that it's a bad idea and let them think of it. Because, look, shit's going to get, we're going to need a lot more checks because what's going to, I'm going to want to go out. Somebody's going to say, yo, sit your ass on the couch. Don't go. Yeah, I know. You got to, you got to really feel the guilt about going. Sometimes it's the guilt that feeds the, like, the good behavior because you're like I can't do this I, I just I think about all on. my fr- I think of, I really think about just my friends that are there like they, they don't have a yeah. choice but to go to work and I'm gonna you know what I could sit here with my TV my cable my art my computer my DJ shit my bike my dog I could uh, fucking do dishes I could organize I could clean shit I could vacuum there's a mil- you could find a million literally I probably could find a million things to do to keep me busy if I really wanted to and just didn't want to well, sit on the couch that's the thing like the days are actually like I mean at least the work days and even this weekend they go by pretty fast I'm finding shit to do all day even like I'll be like fuck all right I gotta go for my run because I gotta be on the live jam at five and then I gotta take Frank for a walk and I gotta cook dinner and before you know it and then I gotta house party with my mom and then like by the time you know it, it's 10 o'clock and that's fucking my bedtime I am the opposite of you I once took a test to see if I was narcoleptic because like I could sleep anywhere anytime. can you can you just yeah, close like, your eyes and go to sleep like 90 percent of the time i struggle on the plane on planes but like but like a deep and, sleep where your body like does that shake like where you're like whoa and you're like falling and you like totally like have that spaz yeah like my legs will kick sometimes but like i i was running last week and i closed my eyes and i was like it feels like i could fall asleep while i'm running like <laughs> i <laughs> that would be dangerous Dude, that would not be good. I'm like a real, like I could be sleeping every night by 10 o'clock and I'll wake up at like quarter to nine if I don't set an alarm. How do we do, where where do we go from here? Where are, it's going to, I mean, we, we, I mean, by, by all accounts and measures, I mean, the, the worst is they're going to start scaring the shit out of everybody. Like, I think that's what they have to do in order for it to sink in. And really, I'm not looking forward to that, to be honest. Well, 100%. We're in it. I think it's starting now. Like, I think it's like it's over. Like, they're going to scare the shit out of us. They're probably telling the truth. But keep your wits about you. Do the right thing. Stay home. Don't touch strangers. Give people their six feet smile from across the street like only go to the grocery store when you need food don't buy a thousand things of toilet paper don't yeah. buy up all the rice just get what you need 
place your orders or get in and get out of the grocery store. You know what I'm doing tomorrow? I'm going to the garden center. They're doing curbside pickup. I placed my order. They're going to hand me a bag. I'm going to get a bunch of tomatoes and peppers and strawberries, and I'm going to take them to my backyard, and I'm going to plant them. Oh, shit. That's what I'm going to do. That's really fucking dope. There, you can't. You don't come inside. You go up to the gate. But you're making a garden. Um, I I love to garden. I wish I could garden. So my, that would be fun. It's fun. It's look. It's something that I'll do. It seems like a reasonable outing. I'm not gonna touch anyone. I'm gonna have to wipe the paper bag down. But guess what? I'm getting Amazon boxes delivered every day. So what's the damn difference? Oof. I don't know, dude. I can't like. You got to really find things to do to take you away from the Twitter where I continuously, like, fall down the rabbit holes. And, uh, it's not good. Yeah. It's not good. It's definitely not good. It's, uh, it's totally something that I'm going to have to, like, curtail, and I'm going to make a concerted effort to do that, and it'll probably mean, like, painting. Like, you have gardening. I have painting. Like, at least you have outside. I have the roof. It's, uh, you know, well, I just wish other people would get smart. I wish that, you know... Somebody would have the balls to shut Trump down and call bullshit and we could end these Klan rallies and, you know, we can listen to Cuomo and de Blasio and Garcetti and DeWine from Ohio and, like, Phil Murphy even was, like... Even Chris Cuomo pressed Murphy, I have to say, for the two minutes that I watched at, at, at 9 o'clock, he was like, you know Trump's going to come after you if, you if you go against the order to reopen by Easter. And what are you going to do? He really said that. He was like, what are you going to do when he comes after you? And he calls you weak and he calls you stupid and he calls you all these names... For not, you know, for going against... And, and Phil Murphy was like, dude, we're from New Jersey. Like, we have a spine. I'm not worried. I can stand yeah. up to this guy. Like, let him yeah. come after me. Like, the lives of my... Like, good for this guy. I don't know Phil Murphy from a hole in the wall, but good for this guy for saying, I have to stand up for the people of my state, and I don't want them to die, so we're, we're going to stand tall against right. any bullying. Like, that's, that's where we're at. You have to, like... Be willing to fight the bully at the, on the schoolyard at recess? I mean, it's bullshit. I know. It is. It's total bullshit. It's crazy. I mean, we'll see, right? We'll see where we're at in five days in our next ramp. Like, what has what progressed? Five days? Like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> five hours? I don't know. Five, dude. Five days. This is gonna be more. There's gonna be more rants in f every five days. I don't even where I don't even know where Lincoln's at. Lincoln Lincoln's probably like I can't even rant anymore. I'm gonna get. Lincoln's listen. on the Instagram. I, I know he Instagram. still does his Mitchell minute. I'm not. Maybe his Mitchell minute is all like he can handle right now. So maybe. I don't maybe. know. I think we. Uh, I don't know. Did we miss anything? Like. I think that's all I got for now. All right. Well, we'll stay tuned. Listen, thank God for, like, this guy over there shutting everything down because other people won't. I mean, at least he's trying to get ahead of ahead of the curve and, like, not be us. Because usually it's like everybody wants to be like New York. Everybody wants to be like us. Nobody wants to be like us. I don't even want to be like okay. us. Only New Yorkers think everyone wants oh, really? to be like New York. Sorry. New Yorkers think that, and everyone else is out here doing their own thing. Was that the most obnoxious statement? Nice Sorry. Weather. Sorry <laughs> about that. I wouldn't want it's anybody to be to like us. It's like the classic New Yorkers. Like, everybody <laughs> wants to be like us. Everybody wishes they could live here. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, dude, I got the sun. It's 70 degrees. You know like, what? I have to say, <laughs> if, I, if, I have any, if I have any savings left after this is over... <laughs> 
I, I really I really think I'm cons. I don't know. I might have one foot out the out the apple. I mean, I might I'm have one foot out the apple because I don't know if I could handle it. I might need to just after this. I just might need to be on a beach for like the next like twenty seven years of my life. I wouldn't blame you for a second. I would come visit. Sounds nice. So yeah, maybe I'll get that little beach hut in Eleuthera. Where's Where's Eleuthera? In the Bahamas. Oh, got it. Beaches are pink sand. Baby powder soft. Pink. Nice. The sand is pink. Damn. Woo. Jealous. All right, take us home, sister. Sign us out. Okay. Find me on the Twitter at <laughs> Central Club. Wicked Sick Poet still suspended. Fuck still. Twitter. Find me on the gram at Doodleheads every night, 8 p.m. ET. 5 p.m. PT. We're doing the jams, the live DJ set. Send me your request beforehand because I don't have my glasses and I can't read the words. Don't forget <laughs> you. And then find me on the gram at Franklin, F-R-A-N-Q-L-1-N. That's about it. I'm nowhere else. You're nowhere else but everywhere else because everyone wants to be like Cali, baby. <laughs> 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 Sorry, that was a disgustingly obnoxious thing. No, statement. it wasn't. It's All right. funny to me. It's, it's not funny. funny. It was selfish and no. narcissistic and horrible. No. no. I'll go repent during Easter. No. Yeah, same. <laughs> All right, dude, hold it down. Okay. We're done. I think we're Peace. done. We're done. And the hair grease. Don't forget the hair grease. Oh, yeah. Peace and hair grease. But but still put the still put the theme on it. People need it. All right, I got you. All right. And before I drop the theme, I just wanna I just wanna make this crystal clear. I wanna say thank you to every doctor, nurse, healthcare worker, first responder, everyone who is putting their life on the line and walking out that door and confronting their fear and their their anxiety because they don't have a choice or it's in their heart and it's in their soul to be a helper, you need to think about those people instead of worrying about whether you need to go outside and get your fucking Dunkin' Donut or your fucking cup of coffee because there are people that are literally putting their lives on the line so that, God forbid, if you end up in their care, they can take care of you. Don't be selfish. Think outside yourself, and when you need to, you need to look for the helpers. Fuck all these assholes that won't close their small businesses. Fuck everybody that wants to go out for that donut. Fuck everybody that wants that cup of coffee. We're all, like I said before, we're all fucked. And the people that are going to unfuck us are the people that are helping. And the least you can do is sit your fucking ass home on the goddamn couch and let them do their job and be as safe and protected as possible. So thank you to the helpers and to the people that are putting on their big girl, their big boy, big people pants and confronting this shit and putting themselves on the front lines while, so that we can sit home in a quarantine and watch the news and Netflix and chill and eat our snacks and drink our wine and smoke our weed and write our poetry and paint our paintings and make our music and play with our dogs, be out in the country, wherever the, whatever the fuck you're doing, take a minute and think about everybody else that does, that, that does not have that luxury, either by choice or because it is, they are driven to help people. And those people are the heroes. Fuck the zeros. And until the next time, peace and hair grease.